Say something. I know you're just standing there. You gotta say something! Something! You fuck! You fucking stand there and you want me to do every fucking thing! Where were you? Where the fuck are you? Where were you? It's a traffic visual. stop. It's a visual. You it's can't. A, it's a it doesn't work on radio. I know, it really doesn't. <laughs> that double feature with uh, King of New York. That's what you need. The, the Abe Ferrara uh, double feature. That's a way to spend your night. Yeah. Get your morality up. Hide the razor blades. <laughs> Definitely. Put the and, knives away. And the heroin. You got to hide the razor blades and the heroin. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the group of Don. I am. Tony C., of course, chit-chatting here about Bailey Channing with my man, the master, Gramps Master Flash, the man who ensures that our groove is satiny smooth. Say hello to uh, Georges. Howdy. Howdy. How you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. How was your week? Everything good? Great. Everything's fun. Yeah. Everything's wonderful. I, I, I'm i not interesting anymore since I've adopted this new uh, uh, stressless uh, attitude, uh, lifestyle. How, how's yeah. that working out? Oh, it, it, it's wonderful. Is that what all the carpenters It's a soothing balm. I'm exploring the farthest reaches of the realm known as tranquility. And so well, this music's it's, perfect it's for you. It's not very newsworthy. I love this. I know. You like this Buddha bar? This is uh, actually Buddha bar from the Paris Chill Out collection. So, I've got a whole bunch of the Buddha bar stuff. And it's pretty groovy. It's pretty exactly groovy the kind of music I'm grooving to these yeah, days. Absolutely. Of course, every Grooviton centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in here in America and downloading the show here and around the world, y'all. Getting some download action, man. Sellable numbers. Bankable numbers. As you would say, bankable numbers. I swear yes. to God. <clears throat> numbers are getting up there. And I just don't care. I mean, it's, it's great. It builds my ego up with I, 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 Jimmy crack corn. Jimmy Jimmy does crack corn. Jimmy does crack, and I don't care. Jimmy does crack corn, and I don't. He care. He does crack. Lots corn. of stuff to get to today. All kinds of uh, interesting stuffs going on in the past couple of weeks. There will be no mention of demand, so we will not bring him up. I'm not bringing up that guy. I don't need. Do we don't? No. What, what we you're do have today, What we do have today are teachers are fleeing Florida in droves. Kansans are once again getting it right up the brown back. 
Republicans are going to tell us uh, what they'd like to replace Obamacare with. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. Can't wait. And Congress and the president just uh, recently discovered that we've got an opiate problem. You know what they did? They decided. But more? No. What they did is they said, well, let's kill all the research for pie. They, they literally took all the money away from research for pie. You know. All right. I haven't figured that one sure. out yet. Yeah, the, the, the headline that I liked over the last week, the one that caught my eye, was the uh, dickhead who said, we don't have an over-incarceration problem, we have an under-incarceration problem. I, I'm like, I'm just going to take a guess this one. I wonder uh, if he's being financed by the private prison industry. I, I was just, yeah, yeah. That was that was, that's a that. pretty easy connection sure. right there. Plus, we've got, uh, what do we have here? We've got some great comedy from Tim Allen. Uh, and a little later on, I'm going to give y'all some perspective from the man, the great John Kenneth Galbraith, um, there was a mm-hmm. there was an op-ed in the New York Times by uh, Dick Master General uh, David Brooks, who apparently had his awakening, his came to believe moment where he, he realized he was wrong. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to be doing some perspective on that because Mike Taibbi thinks he's discovered, uh, you know, the wheel. Mike Mike Taibbi literally thought, "Hey, guess what? Look, it's the wheel." Not so much, pal. Of course, all of that's going to be surrounded by two hours of the greatest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. And I do have it all for you, baby. I have got everything. Okay? Bluegrass, speed metal, rap, punk, funk. I got it all for you. And yeah, that's right. I got Tom Jones. And you're going to like it. I promise. Promise. Oh, yeah. This one, it's an absolute winner. You about ready to do this? I'm ready. Yo, Groove Tears. Saddle up and stick around. We kick it off with the Sonics on the Groove Time on SoFloRadio.com.
I got a lawn tractor. I got a big John Deere 160. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, 11 horse twin cylinder hydrostatic drive. Yeah. 42 inch blade rear bagger. Yeah. It's got headlights in case I want to mow the fucker at night for some reason. I don't know why they're on there. They deliver it, and all my neighbors are like flies on manure. I got eight grown men standing around. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. And I understood them, and that bothered me. My mother said men aren't men until they can find their way to Sears. Because I love Sears. Oh, yeah. That craftsman tool department. I walk in there, and my nipples get rock hard. I can buy stuff I don't need now, so I bought a gear puller. I have no goddamn idea what that thing is. But it looks good on my pegboard. That's all I care about. That's all men care about is a full pegboard of shit you'll never use. Oh, yeah. I get in the most trouble of getting home or watch that home shopping club. Boy, that got tools from hell coming on there. Tools from hell. The guy came on and said, eliminate the worry of sharpening scissors at home. Oh. Forget about Ethiopia for a minute. Here's a major goddamn problem. Well, I ordered the Ren 2000 Power Home Sharper. Six to eight weeks later, it shows up. UPS. Oh. We smell each other's butts. He comes on in. Yeah, it's the best way to know a man. My dog taught me that. I never know up in those boxes. What do you do with all that styrofoam, that packing, that popcorn? I save it. Yeah. Oh. oh. I bring it out late fourth quarter football games. No one knows what they're eating anyway. Yeah. I got tools that fix tools. I've goddamn tool that makes. And plenty of duct tape. You've got to have duct tape. If you can't fix it, duck it. That's what I do. That's some assembly room, Carlo. Hurt you. My mom gave me a grill this year, a gas grill, my birthday, Sunbeam 1620. You've seen a double burner? Oh, 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 yeah. It looked like a car bomb in that box. Oh. Well, I built it, but I still had a big bag of real important looking shit left over. <laughs> Gotta think safety first. Honey, why don't you try the grill out first? <laughs> you should have seen the flame fly off of that thing. <laughs> Honey, stop running around. You make the flames grow on your head there. You know, this must be a fuel regulator of some sort. I don't think they're supposed to spray in the hair like that. Guess I don't need to tell you about that, though, do I, hon? You come on in, I got some salve. That'll all grow back. Give it some time. She's always pissed. But she buys me things I love. She loves me. She got me that big cowhide tool belt. Ever had... Oh, ah, ah, ah. Two cordless drills hanging low. Ah, ah, ah. Workmen always wearing them around your house. Make their butt crack show. Ever seen that? Hey, Pete, get that butt crack out of here. I got kids eating food in this house. Now get that butt crack out of here. I got that. I'm like a modern-day gunslinger walking around and cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Come on, bitch, break some. <laughs> She's always pissed. She's always mad. You breathe, you make a woman mad. I just come out of that shop shore or something. Did you walk on that floor? Uh-huh. That woman saw me walking that goddamn floor. She just gave me a chance to lie to her. Women like to do that. Don't look at me like, did you walk on the goddamn floor? Oh. Just a, a little bit over there, maybe. I just cleaned the floor. Look at it. Oh, yeah. You clean that floor for once. Pull out that hose. This ain't so tough, goddammit. 
go, you make the house dirty. Oh, yeah. That's how I mark territory. <laughs> Better than peeing on the couch. You're home during the day. Why don't you clean the house for what? Ah. There's some jobs you got to do better because you do them like a man. Dustin, I hate Dustin. You pull out that bric-a-brac. <coughs> got a better way to dust. You just duct tape the small shit down. Fire up that leaf blower. <laughs> but stay out of that laundry room if you don't know what you're doing. I made about three grand worth of Barbie clothes in one weekend. Did you do the laundry like I asked? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got it all to fit in this little cup, too. Look at that.
bitches While I collect riches And give you a head full of stitches Cause in a beep I don't sleep for lollygags Sending your hands off stage in a body bag Cause Shantae is a rebel You say your light is a rock You get crushed like a pebble One word and I'm a bagger Watch the big stagger Cause I don't dig the bull dagger To me a bush don't deserve a mic in hand Somebody tell her to stop acting like a man She needs something real thick to help her out quick And that's a good piece of dick Now ask for that West Coast slice With fake ass here contacts in a padded spot Instead of stopping to the 90s Use your brain You gotta move, 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 you gotta
how you get it done, baby. That is how you get it done. Okay, I, I know, you know, everybody knows the Stones version of from Sticky Fingers. That is Tom Jones. Okay, the voice. Very groovy. La Volta. Tom Jones, you know, I've said it on the show before. He's, he's on that top shelf. He's up there. Paul Rogers, you know, Tom Jones. But, excuse me, not just Tom. Sir. Ooh. Oh, that's right. Sir. Tom Jones. And he earned that puppy. I forgot he was dubbed. <laughs> he dubbed. But, uh, that is him with C6 Steve, um, who is becoming. You got to like C6 Steve. This is a guy who's really got it down for the Joneses because he's played a lot with Tom Jones and John Paul Jones. Okay. So he definitely kept up with the Joneses. Um, that is, uh, you got to move, of course, the traditional. That is an old song. Uh, it's accredited to uh, Freddie McDowell, I think, um, which is the first version of from the from the 40s that became known. But it's really more of a traditional you know, Christian song of some sort. And that is uh, from a live performance that got put on. It's called uh, Praise and Blame and Spirit in the Room. Um, that was done uh, at St. Luke's out in uh, in England someplace. So they did a, that stuff. It's on YouTube, actually. And there's a number of songs that Tom Jones does on that. Absolutely worth a look-see. For that, the remake. I, I've played this song before, Big Mama, by Roxanne Shante. This is a fabulous uh, blender mash by a guy named Steely Chan. Um, and he does a whole bunch of stuff. That is the takedown song. Okay. <clears throat> Roxanne Shante don't give a don't give a shit who she bad mouths. She just bit slaps them all in that. For that, yeah, Tim Allen, it's easy to forget how great a stand up this guy was. Okay? Phenomenal yeah. stuff. We were talking about this earlier about how, you know, his stuff it doesn't get old. It just gets better. You know, it's crying shame he doesn't do stand up anymore. It, I'd love to yeah. see you know, I'd love to have him come out with something after all these years. See what he's you know, sure. going through his mind. I don't know. Maybe maybe he just doesn't have enough power. Or he's tired. Or he's something like out. that. Before that, a band called Galactic. Uh, this is something uh, relatively new. Higher and higher from their album Into the Deeps on the mascot label. Those guys are out of New Orleans. And mm-hmm. uh, on that album, is a guy named J.J. Gray, who's from uh, J.J. Gray and Mofro, their Florida band. Mm-hmm. Uh, from up north, uh, people down here know them know them quite a bit. Same label, actually. And kicking off the show, rock and roll, rock and roll, the Sonics, Bad Betty. I was telling you that song. I'm going to play that song at least once a year. Played on the very first show. Yeah, it was time to play it again. It was absolutely time to play that song. That's what there was. Uh, a friend of mine put out his list. I was telling you, she put out his list of ten favorite rock bands, and you know, I already told you what was number one. We had a good laugh about that, and I said. You know, from and not, and all these people responded to it. Led Zeppelin didn't make anybody's list, so right off the bat, <laughs> your friends are stupid. But that's another. Are we thing. talking about the same rock and roll? Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we're talking about what rock are you, and roll, what right? Are you thinking, yeah. So I said, I said, uh, Led Zeppelin, the Pirates, the Sonics, the Ramones, the other six don't matter. That's it. You want ten? I don't right. need ten. I need those four. That's it. I'm done. That's rock and roll. So. What went on? How's your? You have an interesting week. Anything? Uh, 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 no, note? Uh, no. I'm uh, I'm fitter than ever. It was an all salad week. Uh, I know the audience. <laughs> that explains really, the Danish. Uh, that explains that was a revenge. Revenge of the uh, the giant Danish. <laughs> that was I, a giant. Like my Danish. daughter for yeah. Uh, hey, Dad, did you like a Danish here? So hey, uh, here's uh, I'm gonna tell you something. Caught uh, my so eye. those documentaries that you uh, I you like that one. You know, I still haven't made my way through it. You know, because I was. Watching so many other things. It's good. The new editing tool you gave me. That's like, uh, you know, besides Game of Thrones and, and stuff like that. I mean, he's just like flipping through Netflix and documentaries. That's all that really. I know. I don't want to see people dying anymore. I've seen a lot. I, unless it's real. 
Right, if they're really dying. Depends on who it is, you know. (laughs) You watch Game of Thrones and you don't want to watch people dying? I mean, that's all that happens. (laughs) Yeah, but they're bad people. I like to watch porno except for the sex parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of – I fast forward through those. Right. I like the – For the the dialogue. It's the plot. No question. It's the plot that matters. It's your character. (laughs) So um, here's an interesting one. Germany generated so much renewable energy last weekend, just two weekends ago, that uh, electric prices went negative. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. This past weekend, it generated around 87% of its power from renewable sources. Electric suppliers effectively paid users to consume energy. And the quote is, it was a lovely spring Sunday, sunny and windy. And around one in the afternoon, the country was receiving so much power from wind, solar, biomass, and hydro plants that electricity prices plunged into negative numbers. (laughs) Okay. So the next time Um, somebody says... You know, we need to keep drilling. Tell them to shut the fuck up. I, yeah, those pe- the people that say that, I, I kind of am weeding them out of my life, you know. <laughs> flat earthers. Flat earth, yeah. That's, flat earthers. There, there's no discussing. Yeah, they get dry earth any yeah. second now. There's, there's, no, there's no point trying to have a, a reasonable, rational conversation. You can't have a rational conversation with irrational people. Huh. Well, it's, you know, yeah, so. There's an interesting quote. I've got a great Galbraith. Uh, no, is it Galbraith? Yeah, Galbraith. He said, you know, when given a choice between I've got it, I've got it written down here somewhere. But basically he said, when when people f- are given the choice between realizing they're wrong or trying to prove there's no reason why they should change their mind, mm. they get to try to prove shit. Yeah. That's that's what they do. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'm gonna prove to you I don't have to change my mind. <laughs> um frustrated, talented teachers leave Florida classrooms in droves. This is an Orlando Sentinel article that caught my eye. The exodus is so intense. That state records show that 40% of new teachers leave within five years after they start. Florida's attrition rate for new teachers is 15 to 20% higher than the national average, depending on the year. Now, there's a guy, his last name is Lean, L E I N, 32. He is an honors English teacher at Winter Springs High School, which is somewhere here in the state of Florida. He's, uh, um, when he started working in 2007, oh, by the way, this guy was like voted teacher of the year, his students love him. He's one of those guys that, you know, all the teachers yeah. need the community. They're like, this, this is what we want. This is the kind of teacher you want. So in 2007, he started with a salary of $37,000. Nine years later, he's making $40,300. He's got a family of three. Tallahassee politicians can constantly bemoan the state of education, yet spend most of their time talking to each other about the issue. Okay? They should start listening to the people who actually teach for a living. They don't. This is one of those things where... Politicians never want to go to the people who they're legislating and ask them, well, what do you think should be the right thing should be done yeah. for, for any particular industry? Or, or, sure. Right. Okay. Not, not necessarily industry, but trade. Trade, I think, is the word I'm looking for. Uh, right. I've always uh, said the, the people who make policy are never subject to the policy that they, they make, make. Oh, so yeah. that's, uh, it's always going to be a problem. The <laughs> state has convened work groups and task forces about everything from crime and insurance to oil drilling and gambling. How about they simply ask teachers what they most need to actually do their jobs? Well stated, whoever wrote that for the Orlando Sentinel. Um, no. no, no, we're not going to do that. No. Tallahassee? <laughs> Tallahassee, you know, Tallahassee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, here we go. Once again, about, about once every two months, okay, I've got a brown back here. I'm going to shove it right up your brown back. <laughs> I just feel like, oh, 
very uncomfortable right now. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's giving it to him without lube. And of course, let me see. Sam Brownback, the governor of Kansas, signed a budget bill into law Wednesday, while at the same time, okay, the very same day, he ordered $97 billion in allotment cuts, mostly through cuts to anybody want to guess? I don't know, education? Yes! Oh, yes! Because they hate that in Kansas. Mostly through cuts to higher education and Medicaid funding. Satan. Satan comes at your kids through them school. We don't need education. We don't need health. We do need tax breaks for millionaires and billionaires. Not to sound like Bernie Sanders, but basically, that's right. Mm. Those cuts amount to an average of 4% reduction for most state agencies. Uh, But where they're really going to be cutting shit is Kansas and Kansas State. Shoulder a larger share of those cuts. Our economy continues to face challenges, he said. This is a quote from him. Our economy continues to face challenges with declines in oil and gas production, agriculture, and aviation, which are our three major industries. Okay. Well, if oil and gas is your major industry, go fuck yourself. Yeah, really. Tufsky shitsky. Right. Move on. Hangman's nooses is my industry, and I've just been crying you know, (laughs) since they went electric. Horse and buggy maker. Yeah, so I horse, know. I know. So horse and car, buggy maker. Damn car. God damn Henry Ford. Yep. You fucker. I think that uh, it's sinful to ride in an internal combustion engine. And uh, <laughs> you know, Jesus. Only, what, only, what right. would Jesus ride in Je- on? Jesus rode an ass, as uh, <laughs> as we all know. So uh, therefore, only people who ride asses should uh, be allowed to what travel. He, he right. rode. He rode around on Dick Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What Is else? Here's one. The this one. This is one of those things that kind of flew under the radar. It didn't I haven't heard anything about it on the uh, the Yakaton on cable news? Nothing. No mention of this. None. Okay. I've heard nothing about it. You know, it's you know, I get the feeling that the Republicans crashed that plane just to make sure that their shit didn't make the news. <laughs> I think it's the Republicans. <laughs> it wouldn't be the that's terrorism. Yeah. The Republicans are the terrorists. Okay, the GOP lawmakers unveiled their Obamacare replacement. Bill. Okay. Okay. Now, it is pretty much exactly what you think it is. Basically, and the interesting thing about this is it was proposed by uh, two guys. Uh, I can't remember the name of them. There are two. Uh, Cassidy is one of them. Um can't remember who the other guy is. Goodman. Oh, no. Goodman's the guy that's the economist. But uh, they, they introduced a bill, and basically it's, a, it's what they were talking about for years. They're going to... Um, basically give you a flat sum to, to tax credit. Okay. $2,500. As opposed to Obamacare's tax credits, which increase for lower-income people. Therefore, Goodman, who is, the, who is a health economist who worked on the plan, said, and I quote, lower-income people would receive less assistance under the Session-Cassidy plan. That's mm-hmm. it. Session and Cassidy. Okay. But higher-income people could receive more. Uh, Isn't that uh, nice? Very convenient. Isn't that? I love it. I love it. Yeah, love it. That's very good. That's bring it. A, bring me another mimosa. That's very good. It's a Thurston Howell the Third plan. You, uh, That's it. They're all Thurston Howell the Thirds. You gotta love it. He admits it. Okay, they're gonna get less. Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck them. Yeah, this is like it's like banks. Banks charge the people with the least amount of money mm-hmm. the most fees. Uh, yeah, they got a nerve. Okay. Use that bank. Now, Paul Ryan. Now, like, give these guys credit. Sessions and Cassidy. Mm-hmm. I know. I say Paul Ryan. Just I know. I know. It really is. It's a punchline punch with no joke. You don't, need, it, the, yeah. you don't need the joke. Just pun, it's, it's He's just a punchline punch punch unto himself. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> yucked it up. Now, Sessions and Cassidy, say what you will about their abomination of a bill, because it's, it can't work. That the, the math doesn't work out on that. It never will. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least they, they wrote it in the form of law, of a bill, okay, of something to be presented to Congress. Mm-hmm. Ryan, on the other hand, okay, he doesn't have that kind of intellectual gumption or time or will. The Ryan-backed task force, he has a task force, will not be releasing a bill. It will instead be a general outline of ideas. Mm. Yeah. No specificity whatsoever, which is great because uh, the plan will not be put into legislative text. However, okay, so it's, it's going to be less specific and cost and effect on coverage levels will be harder to assess. Well... Color me shocked on that one. Let me see if I got this straight. You want to give us something that you know ain't going to work, but you're not going to give us all the details. Why? Shut up. That's why. There you go. Shut the. That's it. Shut the fuck up, Tony. That's basically what it is. Um, look at this. I love it. These Galbraith. Here it is. Faced with the choice, this is the Galbraith quote. Um, get back to the building. The thing that makes it different is we made a bill out of it. Sessions on. And that's the hard part, Sessions said. It's really easy to have ideas. It's really hard to put into a bill that works. Oh, he just ranked on Ryan. Well done. The uh, Galbraith quote was, faced with the choice between changing one's mind and proving there's no need to do so, almost everyone gets busy on the proof. <laughs> Galbraith, man, I got, I got a slew of them. I got a slew. And he's got tons. The one that has been standing out that's kind of making the meme rounds mm-hmm. um, is the modern conservative is engaged in one of man's oldest exercises in moral philosophy. That is the search for a superior, superior moral justification for selfishness. Yeah. Yeah. Dead on. Dead on. Yep. They're trying to... The uh, I'll talk about this a little bit. I'm going to talk about this in the D block. But... Um, the Brooks op-ed in the New York Times. She's like their token conservative. And, uh, you know, it's this whole came-to-believe thing. And in it are just these little snippets of you can tell that he's still not buying it. He's like, I'm going to go out there. He still believes everything he believes. Mm-hmm. But he wants to go out there and see how it's affecting other people. It's not going to change his mind. And he's still blaming other people. We need to get together. It's not just our fault. It's all, it's everybody's. No, it's your fault. Okay? Yeah. Suck it up. Take the blame like the man you wish you were. Okay? David Brooks is such a foe. He's just a, just a fake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't We keep the groove going. I got a whole bunch of really cool new shit. This one is a uh, band that I got into a while ago and they kind of forgot about. And then, you know, I got one of those uh, things on Facebook because, you know, it the, the algorithm plays into it. Right, right. And so I was glad in this case. Okay. And it's a band called The Big Old Nasty Get Down. Now, this is New Orleans stuff, but the key here is that George Clinton from P-Funk is in the band. So you don't have to tell me anything else. Right. That's it. That If he's in it, I'm listening to it. That's right, it's a big old net to get down on the Groove of Dawn, SoFloRadio.com. Yeah. 
Little in my shotgun You need a gas mask, a weapon, and I got one We got a matching machines, I hope you're ready This whole plan is about to be as barren as a salmon Get it? So girl, it's damn good Just got some canned goods That lets me know you were prepared for the worst And I got them canteens The sincere of my first love To let you know I was prepared for your first It up at ten times this time. So promise me that you'll meet me in room 2012. We'll stand together and let the whole world burn to hell. Yeah, the end of the come and the water flies. We'll ride out on our houseboat into the blue skies. Oh, if the bombs fly and make a real sky, we'll make love in our bomb center as the days go by. Oh, if the aliens come to exterminate us from space, we'll hide out and repopulate the whole human race. If it's a cyber invasion, sterilize the occasion. I got a chance, oh, baby, I'll keep you safe. Look at the diamonds, told me, and the mind showed me that the road lives ain't too long. I told the Lord if I got to, but I think if I got to, when I walk it out between times, it's strong.
I'm not finished yet. You said I'm not the E. You wanna make it better? Remember this lounge, you in the danger zone. I figured you would. Now leave me alone. You pick and you wisp on the four leaf clover to be the E double E. Over and over, you intrigued by the way I do my thing. Do what? We got the mic high and make a swing. I have the capability to rap and chill. Coax and tax MCs who tend to act ill. It's like a big smack. You smack me and I'll smack your back. I get goosebumps when the baseline thumps. A sucker empty on ride. Now it's time for lunch. When I'm cooling on the scene, I notice one thing I'm not bound to. So sucking MCs cleanse. I consider myself better than average. Yo, I rock the mic like a wild beast savage. I'm in the bottom of the state. I can't concentrate. I make a move like chess when I yell checkmate. You know why I get Xania and Xania? Because of the PMD man. And when I walk through the crowd, I can see his turning. I hear voices saying that's Eric Sermon, not only from the women, but from the men. You know what? It feels good, my friend. I'm the P-double-E, the thriller of Manila. Better known as the MC Cold Killer, TMZ's gold. Just to keep the place jumping. And if not, we feel we owe you something. It's like Lotto, you have to be in it to win it. But if the beat is fresh, then Diamond J will spin it. If J's spinning, it has to be depth to make you dance. Until there's no one left. Cause you a customer. When the fox in action, I smell blood, no time for max and camouflage in the green. My back is off, plus you in trouble cause it's after dark. My eyes closed like Steve Austin, I got you in the square. I will let you run, nah, that ain't fair. So I clear my visions so I can spot him, snatch him up by the neck. I said, hmm, I got him. By now MCs, you're in over your head. My rhymes are hungry, plus they haven't been fed. The process of elimination is quite simple. Let you grow like a blackhead and pop you like a pimple. Slice you like lettuce, toss you like a salad. Revoke your MC license if your rhyme's invalid. As we go on, suck your MC sound whacker. Like a parrot says, Polly wants a cracker. There was a rap contest, nothing we can handle. At a house that had the mics on the mantle. Looked at the DJ and said, may I? I lit it up like the 4th of July. Because I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. No, I'm the E of EP. PMD. I have a strong point of view on the way things run. Just shut up and listen and learn, my son. Absorb that ass like bounty. The quicker pick her up, I tell you up front. You're nothing but a sucker. The style we're using, no doubt, copesthetic. You try to bite and yet sound pathetic. Design my rhymes like a tailor. Floating like a sailor as the P gets stronger. And to get stellar, not bragging or tagging. Surely not 
dragging. MC surrender, raise the flags and give up the titles, but the signs are vital. I keep the voice tuned at a slow and swift idol. Are you a customer? I need a man meal sandwich, yes, I need manwich. I feel good now, it's time to do damage. I feel like bowing, you know what I mean? One around, one time to release the steam. When I got the mic, I get your mouth like an actor. You know why I get over, I'm the master. I do a show pack, I then two is clamming up. Look for the microphone, then I jam it up. You said you see me jamming at New York Tech. You got one right, fella, you deserve a check. How did you know? You must have been jogging. How would you know? The places I be rocking. Don't follow me, fella. Every move that I make. I'm hostile now, so I give you a break. Research upon me, but don't go past the limit. Here's my card and on the back is my fan club digits. There's two things to check out the words that I'm saying. Plus, listen to the good top playing. The boy is bad. The strings he's plucking fire rhyme after rhyme. Watch MCs ducking. MCs, it's the final countdown. You look tired, can you go around? If you can, I'll slap your hand and give you credit. And if not, I turn around and say forget it. They forget what they say. That I'm a party pooper. That's not true. I'm a born out pooper. You a customer. It's maybe B. You a customer. Boy, Wayne. SCSU. Yo, we out here like that, yeah. I love money. I love money more than I love the things it can buy. Does that surprise you? Money. It don't care whether I'm good or not. It don't care whether I snore or not. It don't care which God I pray to. There are only three things in this world with that kind of unconditional acceptance. Dogs, donuts, and money. Only money is better. You know why? Because it don't make you fat and it don't poop all over the living room floor. There's only one thing I like better. Other people's money.
think I'm dreaming. I went out cold. Don't need no breathing. From up above. I must be dreaming. Cause I'm flying away.
the supersonic blues machine. Great stuff from those guys, man. It's a, a, a song called Nightmares and Dreams. That is from an album called, or an album. I keep saying album. I'm so old school. I can still say it. I can still say it because vinyl's making a comeback. Um, but that is the from their CD, West of Flushing, South of Frisco. So a lot of space in there. So they <laughs> okay, um, but really good stuff. Supersonic Blues Machine. You want to check those guys out? Boy, that yeah, the insourcialization continues. Calibro thirty five. That is Milano, New York solo andato, which is Milano, New York one way. Um, well, that there's some clips I include. There's another one a little bit later on from the movie Other People's Money. The it's a Danny DeVito film from several years ago. It's very, uh, you know what? It's a good movie. It's one. It's it's light enough that you can have fun with it, and yet it's poignant enough that it it gets its. You know, there's something to be learned from it. There there's there's virtue to be gleaned from this particular movie. I recommend it. Uh, for that EPMD, you're a customer Strick, from Strictly Business 1988. EPMD has the word business in, uh, I think, in every single um, title of, a, of an album they have out. Okay. So that is old school and even older school. The Beatles. Yep. Can't go wrong with the Beatles. I, you, well, it's hard to go wrong with the Beatles. Let me, let me, it's very hard to go wrong with the Beatles. Yes. Yeah, I got to go look. You really, yeah, you do. You got to go. You got to put your miner's hat on, p- click the light on, and stuff like that. That, of course, from uh, the White Album, everybody's got something to hide, except for me and my monkey. And kicking it off, the big old nasty get down. Room 212. That is from their first CD, Volume 1. Um, and I'll tell you, when I listen to it, the guitar solo in that uh, sounds very, very much like the original Parliament, where Eddie Hazel was the guitar player, and he had that sound, that uh, Hendrix-like sound going into that funk thing going on. Now they got the New Orleans thing combined with it. It's, it's The big old nasty get down, okay, is definitely something you want to check out. They've got a brand-new CD coming out. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a whole bunch of really good stuff coming out. Thank you. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of stuff coming out uh, this Friday, the 27th. Um, so you've got the big old nest to get down. The brand new Jelly Jam is coming out. I already got that. I'm going to be playing something from their first CD. I've got the brand new one, and I just haven't picked out the track yet that I want to listen to from that because I haven't converted it into playable stuff. But Mascot was nice enough to send me a promo of that, so I got that coming up. So the headline that caught... My eye, yeah. Uh, regarding this one, there's a whole bunch of stuff that is uh, going on. Uh, Obama, the first thing that I noticed was Obama turns attention to growing opioid abuse problem. He's turning his attention to it. I, I, I would imagine. Here's how I believe it works: He gets a phone call from whoever it is that's uh, that's benefiting from the opioid problem, and says, uh, "Okay, they're on to us. Uh, start the dog and pony show now. There would it you, is. Uh, stall, buy some time, pretend like you give a shit uh, to, to so I can make a little bit more money, and then uh, you know, service. Give, give me time to switch the uh, to switch to the new addictive evil scheme. Oh yeah, it's death a, ray laser a, or something. They're gonna you know, do an ecstasy yeah. thing where it's started as MDA, then it went to MDMA. Yeah. Okay? Mm. I remember that was a big thing. Can you get the original MDA? No. Can you get the MDMA? Yeah. Is it the same thing? Yeah. It's the same thing. They, they all mm. do the chemical formulation, and now it becomes legal. So Obama goes to the uh, Drug Abuse and Heroin Summit. They had a summit. 
They mm. summit. They 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 went to the summit. They went to the they went to the mountaintop. You know, because they were high, baby. That's that's how you get <laughs> high. high. Opioids. Opioids. So at the same time that uh it was the trajectory of opioid deaths in the United States is trending in the wrong direction and should be <laughs> atop the federal government's radar screen along with the threat of terrorism. Responding to natural disasters and promoting a strong economy, President Barack Obama said Tuesday. You didn't hear anything about it because no. nobody gives a shit. Um, I'm not even going to get into the opioid thing at the moment because why? It's, you know, we know we all know how it started. Okay, yeah, exactly. We all know how it started, Pain and mo- most of us know better than uh, to, like it was something new. They'd like. Any any pain pill, which is why I like like aspirin. You know, I, if I get more complicated than aspirin, I start. Yeah, you know, I don't like pills. Worrying I never like pills. Once you take them, you're subject to them. That's it. There's no, you can't do anything about it. So at the exact same time that that's happening, this headline caught my eye: Congress stops medical marijuana research in mm. its tracks. <clears throat> in its yeah. tracks. Uh, first things first. Didn't know it was on the tracks. I was unaware uh, that there I were I missed tracks. that press release also. That, yeah, that you know. light at the end of the tunnel, it's the oncoming train, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm about to run you over. There is something called the Pain Management Task Force. I swear to God, Congress. Okay. Um, Obama's appearance at conference came as his administration issued proposed regulations and announced new funding for states to purchase and and distribute the opioid overdose reversal drug Naloxon and it's trained first responders and others on its use. The actions also coincide with a commitment from 60 medical schools to heighten training for prescription for prescribing opioids. Okay. It's not the doctors. It's the chemical comp it's the pharmaceutical companies that pay the doctors. Okay. Mm. There is a revolving door of money that's going around from pharmaceutical companies Congressional sure. people in Congress, and then the medical community, okay, also has its fingers. Is also very dirty in this, okay. They've overprescribed this shit at the yin yang, and now they want to know how the cartels are doing well. Of course, the cartels are doing well. They can undercut, mm-hmm. as I've said before. Big corporations aren't a threat to the cartels. Cartels are a threat to big corporations. <clears throat> Here's the perfect proof of it. Okay, mm. when when the price went up for um, oxys for oxycontin oxycodone, okay, mm-hmm. what did people do? They started going to the, the underground source. They went to heroin. Oh, no, that's that's the other opioid. <laughs> they went to heroin. Sure, that's okay, same shit. They went right to heroin. Sure, that's because it's cheaper and it's better, easier to get, easier to get. Don't got to go to your doctor. There's go no straight script. to the pharmacist. There ain't no script villains. No, there will be no script villain. Okay? Julio in a corner. Julio in the schoolyard. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Julio down in the schoolyard. Yeah. Don't need no script. Okay? All he needs is the greenbacks, baby. And if you've got them, mm-hmm. you too can get high. And you want to know how the cartels are gaining ground. Say hello to the pharmaceutical companies. That's how they did it. Yeah. They did it. They're to blame. They created this problem, and the cartels took a look and saw a way to make money out of the stupidity and the, the blatant disregard for the constituency because pharmaceutical companies have a lot of who do you think's paying their salaries? 
Right. It's not. It's not our tax dollars. It's the pharmaceutical companies. The hundred seventy-four thousand dollars a year, you know, a senator or congressman makes nothing. Oh. It pales in comparison to what they get to keep. Right. You know, it's 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 all those big corporations. So they um, stopped marijuana. Uh, medical marijuana is a possible and likely way to reduce opioid prescription painkiller abuse for chronic pain. Earlier last week, the U.S. House Rules Committee voted against two proposed amendments that would have required a special pain management task force to consider how weed might be used as an alternative in conjunction with prescription painkillers. They just said, no, we're not going to look at it. That's the Rules Committee. Um, both amendments submitted by Representatives Dana Rohrbacher, who is conservative, you know, mm-hmm. okay, and Jared Paulus, would have given Uncle Sam's new painkiller detail, uh, a crew consisting of various federal drug and health agencies, that is the pain management task force, um, it would have given the opportunity to look into, quote, the potential for marijuana serves as an alternative to opioid pain management, as well as conduct research that compares medical applications of marijuana and opioid for pain management. They want to do a comparison. Okay. And you know, I'm just guessing. I want to know who shot that one down. I don't know. I'm guessing the people that are already got the seat on the train. Yeah, or Satan. I was going to guess Satan. Satan. Cheney's involved in this? I'm just always, sus- always suspecting Satan. <laughs> uh, now for an effort to sell the importance of allowing the task force and to include medical, medical marijuana in its review. Uh, Paul has explained that the House Committee, uh, to the House Committee of Medical Marijuana, has already shown significant promise. Okay. What they did is they basically said, uh, they basically shot it down. They said, no. They, they, they wouldn't take it, they wouldn't allow it to come out of committee to be voted on. They wouldn't mm-hmm. even let the vote take place. They wouldn't allow it to come out of committee. So, that takes place. Now, opponents of Florida's medical marijuana initiative, which is mm-hmm. happening again, happening 14, it's going to happen again this year, okay, are already fired up, baby. Yeah. They are fired up. And it's interesting because the people who are funding the anti-pot campaign mm-hmm. are the ones who have the largest investment stake in the drug testing kits that are used uh, here in Florida for people who want to get uh, assistance. Right. Okay. They're the ones that are supplying that, which I thought was interesting. Hey, the campaign are two notorious prohibition profiteers, Mel and Betty Sembler. The couple behind Drug Free America, okay, the Drug Free America program um, that it um, that is cashed out on employee drug testing programs. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And um, they also opened up a bunch of treatment centers which have been sued over and over and over again for abuse. Um, there's, i got some stats in here somewhere. He's the co-founder of Straight Inc., Mel Sembler. Okay? Okay. It is a controversial drug treatment center. Sembler is the chairman of the Scooter Libby Legal mm. Defense Fund. If that doesn't tell you all you need to know about this piece of shit, I don't know what right. does. He's the guy. He's the head. He's not just donating money. Right. He's the head of the fucking <clears throat> campaign for this piece right. of shit. Okay. Um, he was also the co-chair of the Florida Finance Committee for Mitt Romney. So this guy is right wing, yeah. and then he went the further right, and then he said, you know what? I got to take a right turn. Okay. <laughs> did that make you go straight again? Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. Um. Basically, this is uh, distributing opioid over to uh, this um, shit. 
Yes. Basically, this is what's happening, is they are drumming up the last time this hit the, uh, this was an initiative in 2014, they raised $10 million to put up ads uh, Mm. against it. This time, they got $12 million. They got $12 million. And they're basically saying that we don't want this to happen, okay, because we think it's, it's the first step towards having a pot shop on every corner. Okay. I, okay. I, That's no what comment. they say. No, I just, yeah. What they okay. really mean is, mm-hmm. okay, we, you know, we're anti-drug and we want to keep it anti-drug. And the way we get to do that is by using our testing kits. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's really what yeah. they want. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is why they want, you know, all this screaming and yelling about, you know, I think I've said this over and over. If you're going to test mm. recipients of federal aid for drugs before they can receive the aid, okay, Every congressman, every state official, basically they're getting aid. They're being paid with those exact same tax dollars. They should be drug tested. Yeah. Drug test every member. You can't, okay, if you're going to. At least, you know, I I like that too. I like to say that too. But in in reality, you know, here as, as a taxpayer, it's like, stop it. The cost of the drug testing is so much more than you will save by, and they, they've done. Oh, I know. It's and insane. state after state, it, it, you, you know, you're spending 10 never times worked. as much never on worked. the drug testing than you would by allowing a few, ah, that's a pot user and he's getting a food stamp, you know? <clears throat> Please. I was the, uh, you know, it's one of those interesting things. It's like, I'd rather, I'd rather spend my money feeding a hungry child than, than imprisoning him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> sure, or educating them. Or educating them. Or how about provide some, uh, uh, you know, sex education and birth control, uh, and, and not have the not have the the, the child that uh, you don't know what to do with in Absent, the first place. Absence only. Abstinence only. I know. Abstinence only. only is where I go. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm all about abstinence. I abstain from hanging out with those kind of people. You know what? Abstention. The uh, what is it? Uh, abstinious. Which is a word ab- that abscess. has yeah, abstinious <laughs> is prone to abstention. And it has all five vowels in the word in order, A-E-I-O-U. I, I did, did, not, did not know that. You learn something new every day on the group. Yeah, there you go. Facetious also. Oh, okay. Yeah, and if you Time turn to write an these adverb, down. it actually includes Y in my, order. Making uh, my facetiously. ears bleed. I know. <laughs> it's, it's hard, isn't it? It's really it's hard. very tough. You know what? This is what I can't get. facetious. This is, this is what I get from playing Scrabble with Brian Flanagan. This is the problem. Is that it? Yeah, this is, this is one of those night cafe Scrabble things where, you know, He's got the little, the, like the little computer that gives you every two-letter word. <laughs> that yeah, can, you know, that could be used to travel. <clears throat> you don't have that problem when you're playing Parcheesi. <laughs> and when, the, when that's the game, does your you know <laughs> risk, <laughs> risk, <laughs> trouble with the Popomatic bubble? That's exactly. It. We keep the group going. I've got, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to get the brand new CD from a band called The Jelly Jam, and this is one of those conglomeration bands. It's great. It's got Rod Morgenstein from Winger and the Dixie Drakes on drums. Ty Tabor from King's X on guitar, and John Young on bass. He was the bass player and is a bass player for Dream Theater. So these are three guys who are really good at what they fucking do, okay? These guys are at the top of their game, and they have gotten together and put out a series of albums. Their fourth album, which is called Profit, and it's spelled P-R-O-P-H-E-T, and it's crossed out. And then it's spelled P-R-O-F-I-T. Excellent. Yes. So you can thank uh, Ty Tabor for that little uh, 
that little bit right there. He's got a whole thing written on the inside. It's very interesting. This guy's also on the mascot label. I went a little mascot crazy because I got CD. Then I started looking at the label. Got some great stuff. Um, I've got a whole bunch of stuff that I'm going to be playing with. Robin Ford is on. they got a great group of shredders. Steve Lukather, Steve Morris, Jeff Healy. Um, there's a whole bunch of guys on that label that are shredders. And so I enjoy that. You know you know me. I love love a good shredder. We, we love good shredder here. Um, so the brand new Jelly Jam is coming out this Friday on the 27th. And like I said, it's called Profit. Um, but I picked out something from their first CD because I'll tell you something. I didn't know it was out there until I found out about it this time. And the reason I found out is because they are, as we speak, in the studio right now rehearsing to see if they can do a full tour. Uh, they've never toured before as this unit. And so they're going to be playing a couple of dates in the Northeast, I think, uh, July or August. I'm going to try and make it up there for one of those. Um, they're playing like four or five dates. They're going to do, they're kind of dipping their toes in the water with the lineup. But right now they're figuring it out. I got an email and he said, you know, we're trying to see if this is something we can take on the road and we take it on the road with. And it's great stuff. It's great rock and roll. This is the Jelly Jam. I can't help you from their first CD, The Jelly Jam, which came out in 2002 on the Groove of Dine on SoFloRadio.com.
up together. Japanese? I like that Sony. You look very nice today. I love it when you call me Lawrence. Say it again. There's a lot can stand in your way, Lawrence. Any takeover legislation's in the works. Drexel's gone under. Milken's in jail. Trump's waiting tables. Don't threaten me. And just maybe you're over leverage and you can't afford to wait. Thank you. You got any bread? Mm, no bread. No bread. They got no bread. They want to run the world. They got no bread. <laughs> Amazing people, the Japanese. We blow the hell out of them. They go back to school, learn English, and start to run the world. And what do we do? We get big-headed. Start living the good life. Forget about schools. People can't read. People mm. can't write. Mm. Country's full of dropouts. Mm. Education. Who needs education as long as you can blow up the world? Meanwhile, I got everybody in my office learning Japanese.
that's how you do it, baby. Always loved that. I'm a big Lenny Kravitz fan. Big Lenny Kravitz fan. Great writer of riffs. He writes great riffs. That is Lenny Kravitz with Guns N' Roses live from Paris in 1992. A particularly cool version. There's actually some great shit um, that he's got with Slash uh, and some other live performances. They show up at each other's shows. Some good stuff there. You want to take a look and go out and quest to that before that. Steely Dan Green Earrings from the Royal Scam in 76. Always goes up. Other people's money. More other people's money. Great movie. Yeah. Right? Some, you know, that's the thing. Who needs education when you can bomb the shit out of the rest of the world? And meanwhile, I got everybody on my staff learning Japanese. <laughs> For that, Brooklyn Funk Essentials. We love me some BFE. That's Bob Hop from my favorite album by those guys. Uh, cool and steady and easy. I saw those guys at Transmans, like 15 people on a teeny little stage. They make it work. And kicking it off the Jelly Jam, I Can't Help You, from their first CD, which came out in 2002. These guys, basically, they get together every couple of years. And they're like, yeah, I got no, you know, my other six projects are on hold right now, so let's do this one. Now, I don't know how many projects Rod's working on, but at any given point in time, he's got like this, Jazz is Dead, Winger, uh, Dixie Dregs, uh, you know, five other things I probably don't even know about. Oh, the uh, Rudis Morgenstein project, they came out with something. He's got all these projects, but this, this is what he's working on now. Great rock and roll, just straight up rock and roll. You know, they just rock. There's no funny stuff. They're not... No, around. They're not funny. They're not yeah, fucking around, no, baby. No joking. There is no joking hmm. on this. So I um basically uh David Brooks wrote his op ed for the New York Times a couple of weeks ago and it was his, you know, I came to believe moment, you know, his moment of clarity, his alcoholics like moment <clears throat> of clarity, you know, when he reached his bottom, I guess as it were. Intellectually anyway. Now, actually that was probably a long time ago with this guy. And um immediately after that you know, every liberal, the, the, as, as Taibbi called it, the punditocracy, mm-hmm. of which he's a member, I might add. You know, he criticizes the group that he's a member of. He, you know, he keeps forgetting that. Um, but they, they, you know, their heads exploded. Okay, you know, okay. there was like this entire thing, you know, everybody went berserk. And so I broke the front of him and I said, you know, it looks like everybody's going in trying to get their, uh, their Galbraith books out again. You know, they, 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 everyone's scrambling up to their attic and rubbing through their steamer trunk to find their books from college. Like, oh, I, I, know how to, <laughs> I know how to get back at this guy. Hold on. There's a guy way smarter than me that actually thought for himself. I'm going to quote from him. Okay? Sure. Works for me. <laughs> works for me, too. Which is exactly why I'm going to quote from him. Uh, John Kent Galbraith is one of these uh, economist guys. He was, you know, a professor, a brainiac, mm-hmm. basically. A very, very smart guy. He has a bazillion quotes out there. Um, and I parsed out a, uh, a few uh, gems. What, uh, wealth, in even the most improbable of cases, manages to convey the aspect of intelligence. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to wrap my own intelligent head around that. There you go. Um, in any great organization, it is far, far safer to be wrong with the majority than to be right alone. <sighs> Well, it's hard to argue with that one. Yeah, it really yeah. is. <clears throat> in all life, one should comfort the afflicted, but verily. Also, one should afflict the comfortable. Oh. And especially okay. when they are comfortable, contentedly, and even happily wrong. You got that? I like that, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I've been called an affliction. I, <laughs> I didn't take it as a compliment. But Here's one that I think really hits home for today. There's a certain part of the contented majority 
who love anybody who's worth a billion dollars. <laughs> Nailed it. No comment from here. <laughs> Dude, what do you? What can you add? Nothing. 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 I got nothing. I got nothing. Nope. 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 I'll tell you, if you ever want to find out, you know, how how things should be, read John Kenneth Galbraith. Um, you know, and I, I of course, you know, my criticism of uh, Taibbi is not that he's wrong in what he wrote. His Rolling Stone article, is like 90% of it is spot on. He's basically talking about how the Republican Party is gone. Sit, it's done. It's dead. Yeah. You know, that's it. You know, final yeah. nail in the coffin. Okay. And, 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 and as far as the de- the Democrats co- are concerned, uh, a- 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 watching what has happened, he already said that. Yeah, he said that too. He said, I, I, pay, I'm, pay attention. I'm sick to my stomach. Hillary, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Rachel Maddow, all these people. It's like you know what? Oh, no. I you're, the, 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 these these aren't liberals. They're they're part of the oligarchy. Include, including the the bought off they they bought off uh, you know Rachel Maddow the mouthpiece you know because that's what you do when you're the king you you who pays the town crier that's that's the media in the olden days the town crier rings a bell hear ye hear ye and then reads the news who's paying that guy yeah. the king so whose whose point of view is getting out there I, I'm just very nauseated by it we don't have a party for and of the people you know maybe the green by party. oven for people yeah no, and I wrote that too. That was one of the things I, I wrote a, a long diatribe like response to my friend who said, you know, he's coloring outside the lines. I'm like, no, he's not. He's recoloring the same painting over and over mm-hmm. with more more vivid colors, hoping that if he makes the painting brighter, the people who see yeah. it will become brighter because of it. It's <laughs> not going to happen. It works for me. I don't yeah, know. It, it like doesn't a really happen. Good system. It just doesn't that? happen that way. And by the way, that's exactly the Republican methodology. Just keep saying it over and over and over again. Sure. Make it louder and louder. Hey. Sharper and sharper, uh, just, smaller and smaller words. Doesn't matter. All you got to do is uh, say, I, I hate beaners or any kind of brown people. And uh, it doesn't matter what else you say after that. It really doesn't. Um, so that, you know, this this entire, uh, everybody's head exploded when uh, Brooks wrote this thing. And Taibbi wrote his article for Rolling Stone. It's coming out in the June 2nd edition, but it's already out online. Mm. And um, I said, you know, t- you know, and. Friend of mine wrote something about it, and everybody said, "I love Taibbi. He's nailed it. Blah, 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 blah. He's subtle like a sledgehammer, and this, you know, he's got all these great things." And I said, "You know, you guys are acting like he invented the wheel. Like, you know, like he he just came. You know, he's like, you know, this is what this is what fifty years. This is the culmination of fifty years." I'm like, "Yeah, no shit. Would you think you're the first person to notice this? He's not." <laughs> he's, he's not okay no. and the the problem i have with taibi at all is and i said you know if you're going to point out the problems over and over and over again mm-hmm. i said my attitude when i used to manage a sales office manage you know a couple of phone rooms i used to have a say my door is always open but don't become don't 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 walk in here and tell me about what you see as a problem Unless mm. you've got a potential solution. It doesn't have to be the right one. But don't just come in and whine. Come in and show me that you've thought about how to solve the problem. If I disagree with you, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay? But unless you're willing, you know, people who spot problems and they give no thought to solving them, I don't uh, really have... We call those bitches, right? I mean, that's... You know, it's one thing to tell me about it. Yeah. It's another thing to <clears throat> re 
tell me about it. And, I, and what I wrote is I said, you know, you might want to consider trying to come up with some viable solutions here. Otherwise, sure. you're going to be writing the same article again in four years. I think it's cross-cultural. We call it, you know, kvetch, you know? It is. It's just, you know, exactly, because if it's constructive criticism, <laughs> then you have And he's some, not. This was not. Yeah. Taibbi was not con- constructively criticizing. He was basically, and might I add, deservedly so, lambasting mm-hmm. the Republicans. Okay? And they deserved everything he had to say. Thing is, he wanted part of this was about him on the Cruz campaign. Like he was there the night Cruz basically, you know, folded his tent and took powder. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he wanted to include all of that, and so that I guess was the opportunity cost. Okay, okay, the, or no, that was what was used. The opportunity cost is what could have been said, and that would have been ponying up what the Democrats could do to don't fall. To, to not fall in the same hole. And all he did was say, pay attention, Democrats. Okay, we're paying attention. Now that we're paying attention, you got any ideas? Apparently not. And, the, the, and I like, you know, I'm on Taibbi's side. I agree with him. But I'm growing a little tired, a little bit tired, particularly this year, when everything is about pointing out how bad the other guy is. As a way of making yourself seem good. This entire electorate, election, mm-hmm. okay, everything, everything. Okay? You know why Hillary Clinton isn't trusted? Not because she's, you know, they they write all these memes, but she committed a felony. Really? Prove it. Right. Okay, if you can't prove it, shut the fuck up. She didn't commit a felony. You know how I know that? She hasn't been convicted of it. Right. Okay. When she is, then you can say that. Anything short of that, you're just a, wait for it. Yeah, liar. Right. You're a liar. Everything about this particular campaign season is the two guys who walk into a sales office. Okay? Mm-hmm. Everybody here is going to be the second guy. The first guy walks in, takes a look around the office, goes to the manager, goes, who's the number one guy? Who's top of the heap right now? And then he goes and he finds out what that guy is doing and then tries to do it better than him. Sounds okay. like a winner to me. Yeah. Sounds like Number two is what we've got now in American politics. He's the guy who walks in and goes, who's the top guy? Walks over and then does everything he can to bring him down so mm-hmm. that he seems better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what we have. We yep. have door number two. We have salesman number right. two. Okay. That's what we have right now. I say over and over again, every time one of my friends posts one of these anti-Obama, anti-Clinton, anti-Bernie, I'm like, do you got anything that's pro-Trump? Right. Anything? Anything. He's a good businessman. He's an outsider. Man. He's not an outsider. He's the ultimate insider. Right. He's a good businessman. No, he's, no, not. he's not. He's ripping people off. He yeah. does scams all the yeah. time. I, you know, right. And I, I already said that. I say, I, I wrote that to a friend of mine. I said, you want to know what fucking <laughs> business folding is like? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the Trump Taj Mahal. Sure. $1 billion dollars. <laughs> Down the crapper, and he's not paying yeah. for it. He's not paying for it. We're paying for it. Right. You want to know how we're paying for it? Because he keeps borrowing money from banks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when he can't pay back the mortgage, mm-hmm. the banks don't then pony up the money to the investors. Okay? What they do, or they pony up the money to the investors, and then what they do is they write it off on their taxes. Mm-hmm. So they're 
paying not as much as they should be in taxes because they lost money on Donald Trump's investment. So who's paying for that? Us. That's right. Every time one of his things goes bankrupt, and I believe it's one, two, three, four, mm. we're paying for it. That's how good a businessman right. he is. Yeah. That's no, the, good... What an indictment. The the I'm trying to think. The only honest dollars that he's made is the the gambling money, which yeah. of course is, is a you know it's a vice. The Christians this are guy like can't that. open a casino. What happened? He's the only guy I know that can't make money on a casino. <laughs> he's literally the only guy. I know. He's the only guy right. I know that has had casinos fold. Everybody yeah. else, okay. The, the the great line in in the movie Casino, mm-hmm. okay. There's no there's no better job than running a casino because you know why? It's selling people dreams for cash. Welcome yeah. to the American election. Yeah. yeah, selling people dreams for cash. Okay, you've got this dream that everything's going to work. Well, so you're going to go with the guy with the cash. Yeah, you're an idiot. You're a fucking idiot. If you vote for Trump, you're just you're a sucker. You're a sucker. That's all you are. Is a sucker. Okay. And you're not an independent. I don't want to hear this independent. Yeah. Just, just shut the fuck up with that. Okay. Okay. Unless you've got somebody running as an independent. Right. Shut up. He's running as a Republican. You're a Republican. Okay. Just live with the pain, pal. That's a new thing now. All these Republicans don't want to be called Republicans anymore. Oh, so yeah. they're all independents now. Why? Yeah. Because they're too embarrassed. They finally, the Republican Party has finally gotten bad enough. That people who agree with them don't want to be associated with them. <laughs> I mean, that shit just cracks me up. All right, enough. I unfortunately did bring up Trump. I, I wasn't going to. I should have rang, rang the buzzer. I know. I'm trying to keep our blood pressure down. What can I say? All right. But it's time for me to take care of the people who take care of me. You know who I'm talking about? Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. 954-247-9362. Brand new place. It's uh, just off uh, Atlantic and 95, big air-conditioned joints. Got that Chevy, the 55 Chevy Nomad up on the mm-hmm. God, cream puff. Saw it the other day where uh, four Hemi Cudas all went on the uh, block this past weekend. Four actual Hemi Cudas. Ah, my Lord in heaven. Just, oh, God. Anyway, it is the place where people who love their cars... Take their cars. Dave, Tracy, the entire SE certified crew. Okay, you want to go over there, mention the Groupathon, there is a discount. Of course, you can always go to the SoFloRadio.com yeah. website. Click on the box that says Tony C's Groupathon. You'll see every show I've ever done, all available for download for free. Every song on every show. And at the top of that list, you're going to see the most poorly worded description of a show ever in the history of description of the show. And in there, it says it's sponsored by Precision Auto Works. And that, of course, is a link to the Precision Auto Works site. <laughs> there you go. That's how you find it. It's like a scavenger hunt. Or you can just Google Precision Auto Works. Or you can just do that as well. But hey, you know what? Why don't you check go? Check out some songs. Yeah. Go, go to the website. Check right. out some songs. Check out some traffic. But absolutely the place to go, man. I swear by the guy 100%. Okay? He's the man. He is the man. He's the man. He's the tool and die master. I love that kind of shit. Anyway, you know what that means. Time for the drive groove. I've got it. I've got it. i got shredding. I've got a lot to shred. I've got fusion jazz shredding, metal shredding. I've got straight rock shredding. I've got bluegrass shredding. And I've got regular acoustic 12-string rock Whip. shredding. You like that one? I like it. We're going to kick it off to shreds, baby. Andrew Stockdale, keep moving on the drive groove on SoFloRadio.com. Mm-hmm. 
fixing to have some fun now. This is uh, it's called Pick Along. All right, Earl.
Ray Vaughan doing it up on a 12 string. And that's what I told you. I said, there's something, you know, you can always, because I was asking you, you know, you're, you're a song fan. You're like, I'm not necessarily a yeah, Ray Vaughan fan. Melodies, that's what do it okay. for me. You know? did, this is one of those things where um, the song is, the original song is Testify. And it's from, I think it's the first or second album. I think it's from his first album. He does it. And uh, they brought him on to Unplugged. And some people go on to Unplugged and don't sound good. You know, I, yeah. I thought, I thought and I'll, but I'll tell you something. Indeed. So but people, I, they come off flat. They come off flat. But I'll tell you, that was one of the great music shows ever. Because I'll tell you, there were some people that did it that really, you could tell they went, okay, LL Cool J. If you ever get a chance mm-hmm. to see LL Cool J, MTV Unplugged, it's great. Okay. It's great. This is a guy who went on there and said, I can do this. And I'm going to bring a drummer and a, an acoustic bass player. And I'm going to get it done. And man, that's that's a difference between somebody like him and somebody like Kanye West. I bet you it's on the tube. I bet you it's on there. Oh, it's out there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's the difference between somebody like him and somebody like Kanye West. Okay, you know, LL Cool. Let me tell you something about Jimmy. Jimmy's got mad skills. Mm -hmm. Okay, in the studio, Maven. Yeah, but he was a studio hound for a while. They had to fucking kick him out after a while. Any event, that is Stevie Ray Vaughan doing Testify from MTV Unplugged. And here's the key. 12-string, 12-string guitar, okay? And he sounds, the, the fullness of it, you know, that richness mm. for 12-string? Ah, just great stuff. Before that, yep, Mahavishnu, the way I like it, done by somebody else. <laughs> Actually, that's not necessarily true. Um, but in this particular case, it's great. That is Steve Morris doing Celestial Terrestrial Commuters. Now, that is from Mahavishnu's, uh, shit, second album, okay. Birds of Fire. Um, Billy Cobham on drums. That's it. They only did two albums with the, like, the original lineup with, uh, um, shit, I can't remember the name of the guy who did, uh, not Mark O'Connor, but, um, the guy who played violin, he's now with the Dregs, he towards the Dregs a lot. But, uh, that was back in, like, you know, early 70s. And all these guys that came out of bands later on were all Ma Vishnu freaks. They did, John, that was it, Ma Vishnu. I saw... Uh, Ma Vishnu at the Dr. Pajama, John McLaughlin and the Ma Vishnu Orchestra at the Dr. Pepper Festival. I thought you said Dr. Pajama. No, no the Dr. Pepper Festival <laughs> at uh, Walman Rink in New York. Mm-hmm. And the, the one part of the show still stands out in my mind is when he's introducing a band. Mm-hmm. I'd like to introduce my drummer, Sunshine. Okay. <laughs> Sunshine. 
<laughs> you know, because this is bad. This is like, at this point, it was uh, 77, I think. So Cobham wasn't in the band anymore. Um, I ended up seeing Billy Cobham play with Bobby and the Midnights of all bands, which I thought was interesting. Okay. Yeah. Loud band. So that's Steve Morris. Um, it's an album. There's an album out called Visions of an Inner Mounting Apocalypse. And it is uh, guitar players, the usual suspects, Frank Bali, Steve Lukather, blah, 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 blah. Um, all these guys doing their jazz, their fusion favorites from RTF and Jean-Luc Ponty and Ma Vishnu. You know, and this is all shit I love. I've got it. I own it all anyway. You know, I have every Jean-Luc Ponty, every Ma Vishnu, every Dixie Drakes, every RTF, you know, Return to Forever, plus all of the solo albums done by all the musicians that were in those bands. So, of course, I have every Lenny White, every Alexander Miller, every Stanley Clark, every Chicory You know, I have all those, you know. And so I, I eat this shit up with a spoon. I all day, and I went on a bit of a kick, um, the last week or so, and I was going to um, basically it's like Shredder's tributing Shredder's recording albums that were a tribute to Shredder's. You know, it's like here's a tribute to Jason Becker with other people to play like Jason Becker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that's what this is. This is a great version of that song. That is a uh, that is one of their more well-known, for lack of a better term, songs, um, Celestial Terrestrial Commuters, is, you know, that that rip, you know, that's one of those things that if you're in a fusion, you know that because you've listened to it a thousand times. So if you're into it and you're not familiar with this album, Visions of an Intermounting Apocalypse. I recommend that highly. Before that, can't go wrong, three pickers, cannot Go wrong. Earl Scruggs, Doc Watson, and Ricky Skaggs. There's, uh, they got together for a show in 2003 called The Three Pickers. And, you know, first of all, hard to argue with those guys being pickers. They are. That's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've got Scruggs doing the, uh, the banjo. You've got Doc Watson on guitar. And you've got Ricky Skaggs on the mandolin. Sold. Sold. No more calls, please. We have three winners, and that's it right there. Hit you in the ears with that one, did I? <laughs> Woke me up. <laughs> it's a fabulous thing. That is just called pick along. Um, they literally said, hey, you know what? We're going to go with this key. Here we go. One, two, three, four. And that's how good these guys are. When I was younger, they used to call me spick along before I knew it. That <laughs> that's way. how yeah. good these guys are. They they literally just sit down and go pick a key. And then, you know, you'd swear they'd been rehearsing this all day. Negative Big Duke Six. Okay. Before that, uh, Marty Friedman. And. That is, this is from uh, it's a song called Wicked Panacea from Inferno, which came out with 2014. Um, Marty was the guitar player for Megadeth when I met those guys and uh, became friends with them to a certain degree uh, in Phoenix. Uh, this back in uh, 94, I guess. Not actually, 93, 94, something like that. They'd moved out there to record uh, Euthanasia. And this past weekend, a couple days ago, the drummer from uh, that album, and he was a drummer with Megadeth for many albums, Nick Menza, died. Okay. He was uh, playing at the Baked Potato in uh, in California, in L.A., and was in a band. I don't know what the name of the band is. But the uh, third song, he just fuck killed over from a heart attack and died right there. 51. Wow. And, uh, you know, they tried to bring him back. They wanted to have him back in the band, but there was some, there was some friction there. Um, just about logistics and stuff like that. These guys mostly got along. You have to understand, Megadeth had like a big drug thing going on, and then they all got sober. 
Um, I think really, you know, what, what got him to do that was they were kicked off the Aerosmith tour in Japan. Mm. And so after, because Aerosmith had already gotten sober. Okay. And so, you know, without doing names, uh, they, they fucked up on tour. And when mm. you fuck up in Japan, you've got to make good on it. And so they had to, when I first met them, I'm, you know, I was talking with Dave. We were playing golf one day. Mm. And, he's, and I'm like, he's like, yeah, I got to go to Japan next week. And I'm like, what do you mean you got to go to Japan? He's like, we have to make up these dates. Right. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you can't just say. It's either that or sepulchral, you know. <laughs> well, it's either that or you don't get to play their game. And their, right. their fan base in Japan is monstrous. Japan and South right. America, these guys. Japan loves rock and metal and they love, guitars. If you think they, these guys do. Yeah. Okay. When, when, he, when they got back from finally doing it, they had never played South America mm. before. When they came back, they was like, you know, Rio de Janeiro Stadium, 120,000 fans. Not for six bands, just for us. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude. <laughs> He's like, they're, they're just, you know, because that's where Sepultura mm-hmm. from Brazil, oh, they're just metal heads down there. A couple years after they came out with Euthanasia, I'm at, a, uh, at an after hours in Philly mm-hmm. with my cousin Susanna. And I got in touch with her. I was like, what's the name of that after hours? The Pen and Pencil. That's what it was called. And, uh, you know, it's an after hours. So, you know, it's dark. It's just, you know, there's a group of people hanging around and there's like a buzz mm-hmm. going on in, in the place. And I walk over like, holy shit, Marty, what are you doing here? He's like, dude, you know, because we knew each other from Phoenix. With no clue. I had no idea he was even there. I don't know why he was there. They weren't on tour. Okay. Right. He's like, dude. You know, and I was like, Marty, what are you doing here, man? You know, and everybody's like, it's Megatest, Marty Freeman. So they're all, yeah. You know, it's physics in motion right there. Any event, Nick Menza, you know, R.I.P., another one going upstairs. Their band's getting, they got a great band this year. I mean, seriously. If there's an upstairs, they are rocking this year. They got some good. This is the year they're putting together the suit. This is the year that Heaven gets to put together a real super group. Because so far, they've just nailed it. We're, only, we're not even halfway through the year. Sorry to hear that, man, but it's a shame. All right. Uh, kicking off the set, Andrew Stockdale. That is Keep Moving, his first solo album. That's a guy from Australia. He was with the band Wolf Mother. And he came out. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know those guys. Mm-hmm. And it's good stuff. It's good straight-up rock yeah. and roll. And so he's continuing to do it. This is Keep Moving from the, the – that's the title of the album as well. came out in 2013. And it's his first solo album. It's great, it's great stuff. It's really good straight-up rock and roll. He's not necessarily a shredder per se, but who the fuck cares, man? It's great straight-up rock and roll. And – Gets in the drive groove, man, because you got to keep moving. Right on. <laughs> hey, guess what? Not bad. What? Came in close. Hey, you know what? Our internet connection's down. It is. It came back. It's got, uh, coming back and then uh, going out again. Oh, okay. I think there's a storm cloud coming in. Hey, guess what? There is. Yeah. We like it. We were talking about how we like the windows. I know. We love the windows. Love the windows, man. We love oh. the windows. It was beautiful before. It was. Two it seconds was. ago, Florida. blue skies. Now, Florida. it's Florida. It's like springtime, summertime Florida. Well, in any event, I'm going to be coming Memorial back in two day. weeks. Hey, Memorial Day is next weekend. We're going to be kicking off the summer, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's time to kick off the summer. Or, well, we kicked off the summer. When we do that? I don't know, about 150 years ago when the town was discovered. Because it it, it's been summer ever since. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even when, it, even when it's winter, it's summer. That's right. And even for myself, uh, what do we got? The last song Herbie. here. Oh, I love Herbie. this shit. I love it. Herbie Hancock. This is Hang Up Your Hang Ups. This is live in Osaka, Japan. I love this particular song. I always have it. I've known it since I was a kid. Uh, mm-hmm. My mother got me the live VSOP uh, double cassette. 
So on one side was uh, Hang Up Your Hang Ups and Spider. I used to play those songs back. I just played mm. them over and over and over as a kid. And um, he has done, you know, Herbie Hancock's one of those guys. He got a Kennedy Center honor for a reason. And it's because he is one of the five most brilliant jazz piano players, composers, performers in our lifetime. He's an American treasure. Yep. He's an American treasure. Him and Chick Corea, bow. Just set up your fucking shrine right now. Get your chimes and your incense. Get it all there and put it right there. And Herbie just gets that, you know, because he's not a uh, Scientologist. <laughs> so he's always going to get a little bit of a top thing, you know. There's that whole RTF Scientology thing, okay. there, which is kind of, you know, you listen to some of those albums, you hear the Scientology threads. Oh, my God. He starts talking about Scientology. Great. And shit. Oh, my God. Still, they're both brilliant. And I can't get enough, Herbie. Cannot. Can't get enough of them. And this is with a whole bunch of people, including Tito Puente. Great. Now, you put, I saw Tito Puente. Yeah, this is an interesting time. It just occurred to me. I went to something, they used to have something in New York called the Bartender's Bowl, uh, Bartender's Bash. Okay. And it was sponsored by Camel Cigarettes, ironically. And I worked for the advertising agency, Mazina Brown. We handled Camel. And so I got free tickets. And um, it was at the Hammersmith on mm. 34th Street. And on stage, doing Oye Como Va, here's, here's a lineup for you. Tito Puente, who wrote mm-hmm. the song. Mm-hmm. Lenny Kravitz, Chaka Khan, and yeah. I can never remember this guy's name all of a sudden. Uh, they say the neon lights go down on Broadway. The guitar player. Oh, uh, Jim Ben... George Benson. Benson. Thank you. I played stuff by him. I played yeah. uh, Water Baby. Great. great guitar. Week to week. Yeah. Great guitar player, great singer. He used to be one of those guys, you know, Blue Note shit. Those four guys on stage doing all your coma That's pretty good. You know, that's a once one-off thing. And it was great. It was very well done. Chaka Khan really belted that shit out, too. It's really cool. In any event, this is Herbie Hancock doing Hang Up Your Hang Ups. Hey, baby, it's the groove of time, you know, for me and for George. As yeah. always, aloha. Peace. Good night, Mom. <laughs>
Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood. This is SoFloRadio.com.